With every choice we make, we forge out our own path and carve out a unique journey, shaping our existence like a master sculpture shaping a work of art. And that's why I chose to speak in English on this episode, to reach a wider audience and let my voice ring out, unencumbered by linguistic barriers, as I explore the complexities of existentialism and the beauty of choice. I chose to do this episode in English not because it was the easiest path, but because it was an opportunity to embrace my freedom and challenge myself to boldly step into uncharted territories, just as Sartre's existentialism invites us to do. Hello everyone, and welcome to the 53rd episode of Jodi Maiwan Podcast. Today, we are embarking on a journey of self-discovery and philosophical musing, where we will delve into life's big questions and explore what it means to be human. As Jean-Paul Sartre famously said, man is condemned to be free. In other words, we have the power to shape our own lives and make our own choices. But with that freedom comes great responsibility. And that's precisely what we will be exploring today. We'll dive into the depths of human nature, examine the role of philosophy in shaping our beliefs and understanding of the world, and marvel at the beauty and power of art. So if you're ready to embrace your freedom and take a playful yet thought-provoking look at life, you're in the right place. And who knows, by the end of this podcast, you might have a newfound appreciation for your own existence. We all face choices and challenges in our lives. This is quite obvious, but being an Afghan usually means those choices can take a whole new level of complexity. And that's why we are here to explore the philosophies and ideas that can help us navigate these challenges and find meaning in our existence. For example, imagine you're a young Afghan boy named Hassan, living in Kabul in 2024. The Taliban are still controlling the city, and you're faced with the choice of joining their ranks or risking everything to stand up for your beliefs. This is just one example of the types of thought-provoking topics we will be discussing during this episode. So keep listening and discover a new way of looking at the world that will inspire and hopefully empower you. I want to share a heated yet incredibly engaging discussion uh, I had with my spouse yesterday while having delicious food at one of our favorite spots. We discussed what it means to exist, the weight of responsibility, and the absurdity of life in the face of tragedy. It was a conversation that made me think deeply about the philosophies that guide our lives and how they shape our understanding of the world. And let me tell you this, <laughs> these types of um, deep philosophical conversations happen a lot in our household. I'd be Sartre and she, well, she refuses to admit it, but she has a lot of Simone de Beauvoir in her. We often push each other to the limits and challenge each other's beliefs. Our friends and family may look on us with concern, but for us, it's just another casual dinner. The exchange of ideas and the depth of our conversations make life meaningful, keep us curious and allow us to learn. And obviously, we both appreciate that. However, this time it was different. As I approach my midlife crisis and she enters her 30s, these conversations have taken on a new urgency and immediacy. It is no longer just theoretical musings, but a more pressing exploration of what it means to live a fulfilling and meaningful life. So this got me thinking about how our perspectives change as we age and how our experiences shape the way we view the world. And that's why I've decided to bring this conversation to you on the podcast, to kind of delve deeper into the philosophical and existential questions that become more pressing 
as we navigate the twists and turns of life. So as we were back home, my mind was consumed with all sorts of existential questions. I gazed out the window, watching people pass by and kids playing on the street, while knowing that I had a pending email to write. And the temptation to watch another episode of Fauda was really tugging at me. I faced a choice, and a sense of dread took over me. The weight of responsibility, the fear of missing out, and the endless possibilities of how to spend my time. All of these thoughts were swirling in my mind, and I was struggling to make a decision. This is just one small example of the larger existential questions we all face daily, and the choices we have to make that shape our lives and eventually define who we are. I've been thinking about the topic of choice for a long time, and I would like to share some of those thoughts with you today here. I believe that choice is the key to creating our own destiny. You see, at first glance, choice may seem like a simple concept. We make decisions every day, from what to wear to what to eat. But as I'm sure you know, there is much more to a choice than that. When we make a choice, we are taking responsibility for our actions. We're deciding that we are in control of our own lives. And this can be a scary feeling, but it can also be empowering. When we make a choice, we decide that we are the authors of our own life stories. We are deciding that we are the masters of our own destinies. And this is why choice is so important. It is basically our way of taking charge of our own lives and creating the future we want. But of course, making a choice can be challenging. We can be faced with difficult decisions that leave us feeling uncertain. But remembering that we always have a choice in those moments can be helpful. We may only sometimes know the best choice, but we can always choose. And that's what makes it so powerful. Now, let's look at choice from Jean-Paul Sartre's point of view. Sartre was the great or perhaps the most significant existential philosopher of the 20th century. You know, the guy who always carried a ladder around with him wherever he went so he could reach new heights of confusion. Okay, that was a bad joke, but that's our guy. His existentialism and humanism is a philosophy that emphasizes individual freedom and choice, as well as a search for meaning and purpose in life. He believed that existence precedes essence. He meant, of course, that individuals are not born with a predetermined nature or purpose, but instead create their own meaning and purpose through their choices and actions. He also believed in individuals' inherent responsibility and freedom to shape their own lives, and that they're the only one responsible for their own choices and the consequences of those choices. You see, having options seem fantastic, but in reality, choosing between them can be dreadful and time-consuming, especially when the stakes are high. For instance, suppose you're trying to decide between two job offers, one that pays more but has long hours and one that pays less but has more flexible hours. And suppose you feel like you're stuck between the two. In that case, you're going through an existential crisis, unable to decide which offer is best for you and feeling like you're in Mission Impossible or in an impossible situation. It is, after all, stressful to feel like we can't make a mistake. Like, for example, when we are changing jobs, moving to a new country, or ending a relationship. Now, I have done two of those things in my life quite recently, and I'll let you guess which two. What Sartre is telling us won't make these decisions any easier, but it can help us better understand why they are so hard in the first place. The problem we need to face involves a clash of values. Let me give you an example of what I mean by that. An example of a difficult choice from an Afghan's perspective might involve choosing between loyalty to one's family and loyalty to one's country. According to Sartre's existentialist philosophy, individuals have complete freedom and responsibility to shape their lives and create meaning. Now, in this scenario, 
An Afghan might have a choice between supporting their family's political, social, or religious beliefs, or taking a stance that aligns with their own personal beliefs and the greater good of their country. Obviously, this choice would be quite tricky because it involves balancing multiple values and weighing the potential consequences of each decision. On the one hand, an Afghan might feel a strong sense of loyalty to their family and fear betraying their family's beliefs. On the other hand, they may also feel a strong sense of responsibility to their country and a desire to act in its best interest. So what to do? Now here's another example. Hassan is a young Afghan boy who lives in a rural village with his family. His family is deeply involved in the local insurgency, fighting against the government and coalition forces. However, Hassan has always been drawn to education and dreams of becoming a doctor. One day, Hassan is offered the opportunity to attend a school run by international aid workers. He knows this could be his chance to pursue his dream and positively impact his community through education. However, he also knows that attending school could put him at odds with his family and their beliefs. So what should Hassan do? Consider the following. It is 2024 and the Taliban are unfortunately still in charge of Kabul, Afghanistan. A young Afghan woman named Maryam lives in the city with her mother. She works as a nurse at the local hospital and is passionate about providing health care to those in need. And one day, Maryam is approached by a local resistance group fighting against the Taliban. They ask her to join their cause and use her skills as a nurse to provide medical support to their fighters. Maryam is obviously torn as she believes in the resistance cause and wants to help bring about change. However, she's also aware that her involvement with the group could put her mother in danger and make her a target of the Taliban. So, what should Maryam do? You see, from Sartre's perspective, making a choice is problematic because it involves taking complete responsibility for one's actions and the consequences that result from them. Sartre believes that individuals have complete freedom and responsibility to shape their own lives and create their own meaning, and that with this freedom comes a burden of accountability. No one else can make the choices for you. You have to do it yourself and face the consequences. Tough life. Now, making a choice means embracing the positive and negative potential outcomes and acknowledging that you are the only one responsible for those outcomes. This can be daunting, obviously, especially if the choice has significant consequences. Nevertheless, Sartre believes that it's through facing these challenges and making difficult choices that individuals can truly embrace their freedom and fully experience life. Therefore, according to Sartre's existentialist philosophy, every Afghan must embrace their freedom and take full responsibility for their choices and consequences. If you want to truly embrace freedom and fully experience life, well, then make a choice. But make sure the choice aligns with your own sense of purpose, values, and beliefs to be authentic and fulfilling. The same is also true for Hassan. Hassan must embrace his freedom and take full responsibility for his choice. Whatever the consequences, he must decide whether to prioritize his loyalty to his family or his desire to pursue his dream of becoming a doctor and positively impact his community. This is of course a difficult choice as it involves weighing multiple values and considering the potential consequences of your decision. And finally, for Mariam. Well, Mariam has no other option than to fully embrace her freedom and make a choice and face the outcome. She must decide whether to prioritize her safety and her mother's safety or take a stand and fight for what she believes in. Again, this is a tough call. But she can't escape freedom. She's condemned to be free. Join the resistance and risk her mother's life or be with her mother and choose the status quo. 
The choice is hers, with all its consequences. Neither you, nor I, nor Sartre can decide for her. Jean-Paul Sartre believed that freedom is a fundamental human capacity because he believed that humans are fundamentally free beings, responsible for their own existence and how they shape their lives. In Sartre's philosophy, freedom is not an abstract concept or something given to us. Freedom, in Sartre's sense, is an inherent aspect of our existence. Sartre believed that freedom is essential because it allows us to shape our destiny and determine the meaning of our lives. This means that, according to Sartre, we are free to make our own choices and to take responsibility for the consequences of those choices, rather than being determined by external factors, such as societal norms, biological impulses, fate, or what our parents, cocos, mamas, etc. expect of us. Ultimately, Sartre saw freedom as a key aspect of being human and a fundamental aspect of our ability to create meaning and purpose in our lives. So if we accept Sartre's proposition, we must accept that everything in our lives result from our own choices and decisions. But you might object. Surely, we do not choose illness, poverty, cruelty, betrayal, or all these other misfortunes that are not really our own doing, right? Well, the question then becomes, is freedom a question of choosing one's attitude to circumstances outside our control? This is a central thesis of another existentialist, namely Dr. Viktor Frankl, the author of the best-selling book, Man's Search for Meaning, one of my personal favorites. Man's Search for Meaning is a book uh, that presents conclusions reached by Frankl after his experiences in a Nazi concentration camp. His observations of his fellow prisoners led him to believe that the people who had something to look forward to, for example, being united with a loved one or a task to be completed, so these were the people that had the greatest chance of survival. Or as Nietzsche once said, he who has a why to live for can bear almost any how. So in similar terms, Frankel claims that when one has a reason or a purpose for living, one can endure almost anything. The individual is mainly responsible for her attitude to the circumstances of her life. And it is her freedom and her responsibility to create meaning in every possible situation, time and again, even in a death camp. We have the freedom to choose our attitude in all situations. Everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way, says Frankel. He argues that in this sense, meaning can be created in any situation, that suffering of any kind may be infused with meaning if it's approached with an understanding attitude. He offers the example of a recently bereaved older man whose wife was murdered upon arrival in Auschwitz. He was depressed and could barely survive. He then sought Frankel's help, Frankel was also a psychiatrist. Now, Frankel discusses the situation with the grieving man, eventually asking him how he would feel if he had been the one to die, leaving his wife to suffer the agony of loss. From this thought, the man recognizes the possibility of meaning in his suffering. His loss ensured that his beloved wife was spared the suffering, which he now accepted. This causes the older man to change his attitude towards his suffering, and he now sees meaning in his situation. So it all boils down to us being condemned to be free. Even in the harshest circumstances, our attitude towards our experiences ultimately determines our overall outlook and helps us survive and create meaning. 
We may indeed suffer because of our conditions, but what we do with that helps us forge a way forward, transforming meaningless suffering into meaningful suffering as an art. It can be learned. Both Sartre and Frankl teach us why we shouldn't try to escape freedom, which is impossible anyway, and it is also considered bad fate by Sartre. Instead, we should embrace it, and at the same time, try to find meaning when confronted with a choice. You see, our attitude towards our circumstances can help us navigate a meaningless world and carve out a little bit of meaning when it matters most. Art can help us face life's realities by allowing us to creatively explore and express our feelings and thoughts about existence. It is through art that we can find meaning and purpose in our lives and gain a deeper understanding of our own individual and collective experiences. Art can also provide a space of contemplation and reflection, giving us a better understanding of our choices and how our actions shape our lives. One example of how art can help is true storytelling. Through stories, we can explore our own lives and the lives of others, contextualizing our experiences and understanding the choices we make and their consequences. Stories can help us confront our fears, doubts, and anxieties while inspiring us to strive toward our goals and make meaningful changes. This can be done by using art to explore themes of identity, purpose, and freedom. By creating art that reflects our experiences and emotions, we can understand who we are and what matters to us. Art can help us confront difficult and complex topics such as mortality, suffering, and the meaning of life, allowing us to better understand our place in the world and the choices we make. Through art, we can reflect on our experiences and gain a greater appreciation of life and the complexities of the human condition. As Sartre famously said, man is condemned to be free because once thrown into the world, he's responsible for everything he does. Well, I hope that you have been inspired to embrace freedom, find meaning, confront life with bravery and curiosity, and strive to make the world a better place. Thank you for listening. I hope you have found it both informative and inspiring. If you have enjoyed this show, please leave a comment, share, and like the show. Your feedback is greatly appreciated. It helps me create better content. Thank you again for joining me on this journey. And I hope you will continue to explore the depths of life's complexities with me. I'll leave you with a quote from Albert Camus. Life is a series of choices and responsibilities, and it's our duty to find meaning and love within them. Though suffering is part of our journey, we must strive to find joy in those rare moments of our short lives and take heart in the knowledge that our choices and actions define us. Until next time, Khudayar Nagadar. <laughs>